What's up, everybody? This is Tanner from TanManBaseballFan.com. Happy New Year. Uh, it's January 2nd, 2022. I kind of have a fun idea. Uh, fun idea on a scenario that would be absolutely terrible. So, first of all, let me tell you, my uh, my mom, she, she lives uh, uh, fairly close to us. And uh, some people in the back that were doing something for something, I don't know if it's like uh, the electricity company or what, but they cut through a line for her internet. And so she's been without internet for a while, uh, minus her phone, of course, but uh, but even still, she didn't know how to get her phone uh, on the internet until I came over yesterday and we were kind of quarantined until uh, me being able to go over there yesterday and help her. But uh, she didn't have internet for you know probably three, four, five days. And I want you to think about this. So for some of you all out there, that might not be a big deal. For a lot of you out there, that would probably be a massive deal. So I don't know about you, but for me personally, I work on the internet. I'm constantly checking my phone off hours, like for Facebook and Twitter and checking my email. Uh, For entertainment purposes, we're playing games, we're watching shows, and it all goes through the internet. Now imagine for a second, let's say something massive happens, like an EMP hits America or something like that. And 2022 uh, sees the internet go bye-bye. There's no more internet anymore at all. So uh, within a number of months, there are a number of companies that that go down because they rely so heavily on on the internet. And there are also companies that start to adapt. Uh, And by doing that, what I mean is they go Uh, for low-tech situations for advertising, for mailing things out. We're talking mail order catalogs again instead of, you know, clicking that wonderful buy it now button and paying through PayPal or your credit card or whatever. So I started thinking about it. We've talked about this in the past, like how the internet has like totally changed, not just everything, but more specifically our hobby here. But imagine how our hobby would change if the internet was gone. 2022 collecting, no internet, no email, no Facebook, no Twitter, no Instagram, no eBay, no Amazon, no nothing. And uh, I think that would be, there would be huge changes because for right now, we've got to sit back and think how spoiled we are right now when it comes to a product being open. So you take, if you take for example, Topps Transcendent or Panini Flawless or Topps Dynasty, uh, you could literally headhunt a specific card, a specific one of one card, no less, in any one of these products, and you have a real shot at being able to possibly purchase one of those. Uh, And a lot of it's because of the internet, of course. So you have these guys that are breakers. They will buy a boatload of cases all over the place. And uh, let's say, for instance, I mean, this is completely uh, plucked from air here, though, but like, let's say there are 50 cases made of uh, Topps Dynasty. You could have 10, 20, 30 uh, case breakers, each pick up one or two of these cases, and within a month or two, uh, sell spots for their team or player or however they want to do it. And we're talking within like, uh, you know, a couple weeks or months the cards are all like opened, you know, of course, aside from maybe a few boxes that people have tucked away here and there. Um, 
but you know it's insane like so you could have uh, all of these amazing one of ones that actually happened in 2015 dynasty with uh, Kinseiko cards there were five not just one not just two but five Kinseiko one of ones and five one of ones for any player in that uh, in that card uh, type and all of them were pulled listed and sold within like a month or something crazy so like and that was back in 2015 absolutely nutty and so we're likely to never see those uh, hit the market for quite a while unless one of the guys that has them you know decides to sell out or whatever but a lot of times that's going to you know happen through a private transaction to a trading buddy or something anyways you know so uh, so again they might not be seen for years and years and years and years um, so you take away the internet that doesn't happen anymore the case breaking's gone uh, you have guys that are buying boxes again and just single boxes so let's say you want to buy a box of 2021 dynasty or something that means that you drive to your card shop and you say okay I want to pick up a box of this if they have it you bring it home and let's say uh, I don't remember how many cards are in a box I think there's only one so let's say you get a, a card numbered out of 15 of Bobby Bonilla. Uh, for us right now, in the internet age, a card numbered 15, uh, out of 15 of Bobby Bonilla is not too terribly super exciting unless you're a massive fan of Bobby Bonilla or the Pirates or the Mets. Then you might be excited or interested or whatever in, in having this Bonilla card. Um, without the internet, you'd probably be a whole lot more excited about pulling a card that's numbered out 15. So I think also, and this is kind of one thing I've been thinking about recently as well, is I think the internet has really kind of desensitized us to the beauty and the majesty, dare I say it, of junk wax era cards. So you could have a you know 1989 Donruss Oral Hershiser, let's go like even hardcore, let's say 85 Donruss Oral Hershiser is rookie or tops uh, or Fleer. I don't even know if he had a Fleer or not, but in any event, you have uh, rookie Oral Hershiser, and if you come across that in a pile of cards or on the internet or anything, you're not gonna blink. You're not gonna look at it twice uh, because I think a lot of it is because we know that they're readily available on the internet. Literally, there is one thing stopping you from picking up an Oral Hershiser rookie and placing it into your collection right now. And that's you having the time to go online and click buy it now. So literally, you could say right now, I am sitting here listening to this podcast that Tanner's uh, that Tanner's dropped and I do not have an Oral Hershiser rookie. I'm Hershiserless, right? <laughs> and you could say, you know what? In two minutes from now, I could change that. And that's it. And you have it. There's no excitement uh, maybe a little joy to be able to get it or whatever, but but I think a lot of the reason is is because it's so readily available. Uh, you can get them from anywhere. You could go to ComC. You could, you know, a lot of people have these. You could buy the whole dang set of A5 Donners or Tops easily, uh, but or Hershiser, uh, the rookie, might be a buck, you know, or two bucks or something, even with shipping. I don't know. But, uh, but imagine if the internet's gone. And uh, you're not desensitized to the point where you know that you can get one at any given time. And you have to literally go to your card shop, you're at the mercy of the card shop, or, or like a mail order situation, 
And even then, who's going to be listing these, right? Uh, so I just find that very, very interesting that I think there's a lot of uh, joy that can be had from these cards uh, that we are kind of robbed from just because we're able to, just because the accessibility of all of these cards. Uh, I know that, you know, looking back in 2021, for instance, I have, I check eBay still multiple times every day. Um, not nearly as much as I did whenever I was a, a Conseco super collector where it was like, <laughs> I don't even want to say an, an embarrassing amount of time that I would, that I would check eBay then. But now uh, I still, like, I don't know, a dozen times a day. I don't know. Like, there's a lot more than probably the average bear does, you know. So uh, so let's say if it's 12 times a day that I check. That's like, you know, from midnight to, or from, you know, lunch to midnight or wherever. That's like once an hour or something, which sounds crazy. And I know that a lot of you all out there probably check every five minutes. Um, and as I'm scrolling, I, I look at my purchases from 2021, by the way, from eBay. I didn't really get a whole lot. Um, I just didn't. But uh, when you compare that to the number of cards I scrolled through, mindlessly looking through all of the Junk Wax Era cards and everything and not really caring about those all that much, uh, it's mind-boggling. It truly is mind-boggling. And so, of course, I know a lot of what we try to do is we try to take these cards that were once meaningful in our in our life as, as, uh, as children and we try to give them uh, more of a special feeling. Whether that means we buy the autographed buyback versions of them or the most perfect copy possible in PSA 10, uh, something like that, you know, that's, that's a, another thing all entirely because that gives us a little more of a, a sense of, of rarity and desirability or whatever, you know, of course. But, uh, but in any event, it's, it's interesting. It's just interesting that you can go through potentially thousands and thousands of cards uh, throughout a year and only pick up, you know, maybe 10, 11, 12 cards, maybe 15 cards, kind of like what I did. And none of them, by the way, were really uh, anything that were like common. Most of them were like super duper rare, high end or whatever. But uh, when you think about the super duper rare high end cards, uh, that takes on an entirely different meaning when it comes to taking the internet out of uh, out of the equation, right? Because you have these people that a lot of them out there nowadays, the super collectors can have uh, 25 one of ones of, of a guy. They have 250 one of ones of one guy. There's a guy that I know that as of two, three, four years ago, he had over a thousand one of ones of his favorite player, Mark Teixeira, which is crazy. These things do not happen. And even a semblance of these things do not happen without the internet. Uh, imagine, and I remember, to put things into perspective for me even, I remember going through to a card show when I was uh, when I was super collecting Conseco, looking at the vast array, the wide array of all of these tables that were set up from dealers from all over America hundreds of tables looking out I mean that was you know really kind of over the course of I don't know how many square feet and I don't even know how to quantify that in uh, in terms to make you kind of feel how how big it was but like a massive convention center full of dealers from all over America looking out there realizing 
none of these guys are going to have a card that I'm interested in. None of these guys are going to have a Canseco one of one uh, or anything that I'm really going to care too terribly much about. Now, of course, that was, you know, with the advent of the autograph buyback one of ones that changes the game because they're, you know, making one of ones like uh, all the time now, which is, you know, kind of crazy in and of itself. Um, but, you know, again, without the internet, me going to a card show, looking at the hundreds of dealer tables out there saying, I know for a fact that there's nothing out there for me. Um, that doesn't happen uh, if the internet doesn't exist. And I think that we would probably even see people going back to uh, building the junk wax era sets and everything and all that. I think it'd be fun um, to be able to do that without the without this feeling of, you know, oh, they're junk. Because kind of the only reason why we see their junk is because they're readily available. Uh, and again, that's that's a very affectionate term that I that I use for them. I don't think they're junk at all. I'm not a person that's gonna, you know, throw them away or put them in a fire or anything at any stretch, you know, by any stretch of the imagination. But uh, you know, I think that these cards would get back their specialness. Uh, we've been so desensitized over the past several years by the jumbo patch cards, the one of ones, the two of twos, the five of fives, the ten of tens. Uh, and you know, even you think about 20 years ago or so when they started coming out with 25 years ago, I don't know, when they started coming out with these uh, game used cards and how exciting they were. And then, right before our very eyes, they became nothing absolutely nothing with the little one by one square inch uh, uh, piece of uh, plain white jersey swatch. They're nothing. The, these cards that we used to treasure so much even just like you know they kind of went the way of uh you know the 89 donner's ray rookie gary sheffield there that was once a big card but there's so many of them out there i mean you know the, i think the man hit over 500 home runs if i remember correctly and it's like eh, you know <laughs> so it's kind of funny how that works but um anyways just kind of a just kind of an interesting thing to start thinking about i think we could probably dig more into this uh later because it's kind of fun to think about and uh that might be a, a good exercise for you all to do is to really kind of look at your collection at the cards that aren't really big news in today's climate at least and think about it if you didn't have these cards that were readily accessible what would what would be your keepers what would you love would you still keep that ray rookie gary sheffield what about the what about the 88 donors uh, greg jeffries um you know because he had a lot of uh, things going for him back then as well um, and even going further, like the cards that really are something, but still there's plenty of them available. Like the 89 Fleer Ken Griffey Jr., um, the 90 score Frank Thomas, 90 score rookie and trade Frank Thomas. Oh, I love that card. That's like my favorite Thomas rookie ever. Um, but anyways, there's, there's a lot of, uh, it, it puts everything into a completely different uh, perspective and under a different light. So that'd be kind of a fun exercise also to help you to kind of get yourself engaged in more of the cards that you have that are more of the low end variety. So, you know, think about that, go through them this weekend or later this week, or even just think about them in your head. What do I have right now that if the internet went bye-bye, uh, I would appreciate so much more because I know I wouldn't be able to readily uh, get this anytime that I wanted. So, but, uh, um, stop it there. Thank you all for listening. I hope you all have a great rest of the weekend.